welcome. You're listening to Latin Waves with your host Sylvia and Stuart Richardson. Latin Waves is more than just hot rhythms. This is a show about community, about creating a culture that is inclusive and based on fairness. Because everyone deserves dignity, respect, and has something to contribute. A new world is possible, and it all starts with us. Why is British Columbia being made a sacrifice zone for Alberta? And in the United States, why are Washington and Oregon being made a sacrifice zone for North Dakota? This is actually the most hopeful thing to me in the environmental movement, that we're pairing environmental issues with economic issues. That's the voice of singer-songwriter Dana Lyons. On this week's show, Sylvia interviews Dana on his latest album, The Great Sailor Sea. So stay tuned. swim a thousand miles to reach the shores of emerald isles with salmon spawning by the million herring spawning by the billion gather with our pods again the summer food the summer friends to our babies safe and free we gather in the Salish sail hush hear the swish of the boats on the water the hollowed out cedars the sons and the daughters the rhythm of paddles caressing the water the rhythm of paddles to come greet the orca remember the legend the myth and the story a long time ago when we witnessed the glory the thousands and thousands of whales swimming free the orcas come home to the great salish sea Turning blue 
paper tankers, the coal ports, the freighters, the deafening noise overtaking the water, the deafening noise overcoming the orca. Remember the legend, the myth, and the story. A long time I'm very privileged to be joined this evening by Dana Alliance. The song you are listening is the beautiful Salish Sea. Very privileged to have you on our program, Dana. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Sylvia. Hello. Hello, Dana. You know, when I think about uh, the idea of a Salish Sea, um, the idea that we live in this beautiful, beautiful ecosystem. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about how that song came about. How, what inspired that beautiful song? I love listening to it because it just makes me feel so connected, so in tune with the place that I live in. Yes, uh, the, the Salish Sea is written from the point of view of the 103-year-old matriarch of the... Uh, the resident J-Pod orcas that live here in the beautiful Salish Sea. And uh, her name is Granny, and uh, she's still with us. And uh, I, I wrote it uh, from her point of view, kind of thinking about the changing sound of boats over the last century, going from the Native American canoes to the great sailing ships to the you know, giant freighters and oil and coal ships of today. And uh, I, I learned about uh, the effect of big ship noise on the orcas uh, when I was on uh, the great coal train tour. I, I traveled, I did 75 shows following the route of the proposed uh, coal export train going from Montana uh, back through uh, Idaho, Washington, Oregon, and up to Bellingham. At the first show, there was an orca scientist there who spoke about the effect of these giant ships, the noise from these giant ships on the orcas. Uh, when there are no giant ships going uh, and the water is quiet, the orcas can talk to each other five, seven kilometers or more uh, away. So literally, uh, you know, the mom can be in one bay, the child can be in the next bay, and they could be chatting while they're fishing. When the big ships are going by, instead of being able to hear each other seven kilometers, they can maybe hear each other 100 meters. So it's, it's really drastic. And you can imagine what it does to their ears, what it does to their bodies, and their ability to communicate. It's really a safety thing. So that's where the song came from. And I'm, I'm touring with that song and that album now, just you know, raising awareness about uh, you know, the plight of the orcas, uh, the effect of the... Uh, proposed coal and oil export um, out of both uh, the U.S. and Canada, and, uh, and that's what it's about. You know, when I was thinking about um, the way that you not only are attuned to the needs uh, of the whales, you know, how, how does a whale hear? How do they communicate? And, and what impact does our footprint, you know, the our actions have in their lives. I, I'm so moved by that story, but I'm I'm also aware that, you know, we, we live in a point in, in society where we're told that civilization looks like this, you know, that destruction is inevitable. And um, I'm really inspired by the Coltrane um, tour because I think it, it not only raises awareness about 
what it is we are creating, but also about the alternatives, about the ways that we can coexist in a way that you know acknowledges all beings, all living, you know, all living things that we are all part of one ecosystem. Um, there's another song that I really love in your CD, and that is the Salmon Come Home. And I was wondering if you could just maybe introduce the song, and and then I'd like to play the song for our audience. Yes, I'd be happy to. For years, my friends up in Alaska who were working to you know, stop a giant coal mine on a river uh, in, in uh, Alaskan territory, in Athabascan territory, they've been wanting me to write a song about it. And, and basically, it's a little village of an Athabascan village of Tyonic, which is 60 miles west across the Cook Inlet from Anchorage. Uh, they're proposing to uh, dig up a river. 13 miles of the Salmon River, dig 300 feet down, remove all the rock. It will completely destroy the river. It will completely destroy the salmon, all to dig up coal. Needless to say, this is very serious for the river. It's also where the village that has been there, you know, time and memorial, gets their food. It will destroy their food. So the, the native peoples there are, are fighting it fiercely, um, as are the environmentalists and many Alaskans. But I, I went there. They, they flew me in. Actually, my friend hired me to do uh, to be a camp counselor uh, there for a week. And he's like, yeah, you can see the place, meet the kids, talk to the elders, get the story. And I, and I did that. And I was uh, uh, privileged to spend three hours with an elder who told me a lot about their history and told me a lot about the mine. And, and in the song, I incorporate a lot of the specific history of the people of Tyonic and the Athabascan people of that region. And it's you know talks about you know all the different things they've overcome throughout history, but now when your food is taken from you, that's that's the end of the story. Uh, that could force them to leave that place forever, um, and so it's that struggle. And I'm I'm happy to say that uh, you know so far uh, the mine has not been built. Uh, your listeners have, may have heard of the Pebble Mine. It's a more famous mine proposal out in Bristol Bay, Alaska. But both the Chewitna Mine and the Pebble Mine are precedent-setting mines. The mining industry in Alaska wants to set the precedent for mining entire rivers. You know, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Uh, but that's, that's what we're fighting in Alaska, and uh, hopefully uh, with diligence we'll be able to hold them off. This is Summon Come Home by Dana Lyons. Salmon come home again and again since the beginning of time, the beginning of when we've been living here. We've been living here forever. The salmon come home again and again since the beginning of time, the beginning of when we've been living here. We've been living on this land forever. Then the Russians came for the fur and ground. They built log forts And we burned them down Then the great flu came Taking old and young We gathered who was left And we begin again The salmon come home Again and again Since the beginning of time The beginning of when We've been living here We've been living here forever Salmon come home again and again since the beginning of time. 
promising us jobs, leaving oil sheets as we carry on. Then the loggers came, taking the great trees, leaving mountains bare, leaving muddy streets. song. You know, I was thinking about how water is such a unifying uh, theme for all of us. We all need the water. We all need um, to have access, you know, to our food supplies. And so it's always a question. People always say, you know, well, how, if everybody's against it, why is it happening in that area? And, and I always wonder, you know, well, maybe we're not being asked. Maybe, you know, a lot of this um, decisions are being taken in on our, you know, in our names, but without us there. And I was speaking with a, a Hopi woman, and uh, she said to me, "If you're not at the table, you're on the menu." And so, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. And you know, but this is how it feels, right? It's how it feels. You know, we are not being consulted. We're obviously not willing to give up our identity you know uh, you know if you live in the ocean if you live near the ocean the ocean becomes part of who you are it forms and informs the way you see the world the way you interact with the world and so what happens when the salmon are gone when they've been such a part of your life of your history of who you are of how you understand the world you know i was reading a story about how the salmon go 
you know, from their spawning grounds, which are usually freshwater rivers, into the ocean, you know, miles and miles. And it's like, to me, that's like the classic hero story. You know, you go and venture, and then you return home. You know, you return home to spawn and create life and be a continue and be part of that continuum of life. I'm very moved by all your work, and um, and I'm really moved by this particular song. But there, uh, there's another song in your CD that I'm really excited about, and it's it's a matter of asking. And I wonder if you could tell us the story of how you, you know, what inspired the song, what's behind that song. Sure, I I was on tour in Hawaii, and uh, I was on the island of Molokai, uh, which is relatively close to uh, Maui, and Molokai is probably the poorest of all the Hawaiian islands, and it's also the, uh, has the highest percentage of native Hawaiians. When I was there, I was staying uh, with a family who were, uh, they were fighting uh, small cruise ships from coming to the island. And I asked, well, what's wrong with these little cruise ships coming here? Uh, you know, doesn't it bring jobs and stuff? And what, what she said is, well, one, uh, you know, they want to dump their garbage here because we're the poorest place so they can get cheap garbage things. And I'm like, okay, that's reasonable to be against, but, you know, are there other reasons? And she said, well, we might be open to the cruise ships coming here, but it's a matter of asking us. And uh, I think it was in 1996 or 98, uh, the U.S. President Clinton issued an official apology because the United States government uh, you know, they took over Hawaii. They they stole Hawaii, and it's you know of questionable legality that the United States owns that now. Uh, and he issued an apology. And as part of the discussion that was going on then, they had the idea: well, we're we're, we're going to try to give you know, even though it still would be part of the United States, we're going to give the Native Hawaiians more say over certain issues. Uh, in other words, we will ask their permission for some things. Well, the island of Molokai has implemented that. They've created councils and councils of elders and said to outsiders coming in, outside com- companies and governments, you have to ask us first. So really it was a matter of asking, and that's the title of the song, and I just thought I thought that was fascinating because uh, it's, it's really the essence of democracy. You know, someone from the outside, or anyone, even someone from the local, wants to do something, um, do you ask the people, do you ask the elders, do the, you ask the elected officials, or do you just run right over them and do it anyway? And, and it raises that whole question. That's beautiful. We are listening to Dana Lyons, and this next song is It's a Matter of Asking. It's a matter of asking It's a matter of listening to us It's a matter of honoring The elders, the council, the will of the people Your people came here so long ago Took the land, destroyed our culture Now you say you want to make it right Create a country within a country It's a matter of asking 
It's a matter of listening to us. It's a matter of honoring the elders, the council, the will of the people. You call a homestead native land, and then Monsanto farms it with poison. You wanna bring in your cruise ships and dump your garbage because we are poor here. It's a matter of asking. It's a matter of listening to us. It's a matter of honoring the elders, the council, the will of the people. On an island of waterfalls, when the great monsoon rains cry. On an island of memories, we survive. Waterfalls when the great monsoon rains cry. On an island of memories, we survive. It's easy talking about justice. A little harder when you're sharing the power, asking the will of the people. The people say yes. Sometimes they say no. It's a matter of asking. It's a matter of listening to us. It's a matter of honoring the elders, the council, the will of the people. It's a matter of asking. It's a matter of talking with us. It's a matter of honoring. It's a matter of asking. Beautiful song, Dana. Perhaps you could talk a little bit about our, our last song, which we're going to be playing. It's called Sometimes, and and also tell our audience how they can access your music. Sure. Uh you can find, you can get autographed CDs at uh, my website, which is cowswithguns.com. The Sometimes song, that song I wrote about the, uh, the efforts in, in Washington and Oregon to stop the coal export train. Our region, Washington, Oregon, and British Columbia, uh, you know, it, it, we are under threat. The Salish Sea is under threat from you know, the, the tar sands, the proposed tar sands pipelines in British Columbia, uh, the coal and oil trains coming into uh, Washington, Oregon, and British Columbia. And I know that you and British Columbia are putting up a great fight against those pipelines. I know that's still in the air. I know that's that will affect the next election for you. In, in Washington, Oregon, uh, we've been doing extremely well on the coal trains uh, three years ago. There were six proposed new coal ports in Washington and Oregon. Uh, today there are two. We've beaten four of them. 
and uh, and we plan on beating the other two also. And 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 the way we're doing that is basically that people are speaking out extremely loudly against it. We have a we have a very unique and powerful coalition fighting against those. Both Democrats and Republicans are against them. Uh, business people are against them. The Native peoples are against them. The environmentalist people, environmentalists are against them. Um, I would estimate that 70 to 80 percent of the people are against the coal trains. And we are giving the coal industry and the U.S. federal government a run for their money. And I think, I think in the end we will beat all six, and we're gearing up to fight these exploding oil trains. And it's a very unique time for the Salish Sea region, because uh, basically what's interesting is if we lose the fight in uh, Washington or Oregon, you all can get an oil spill up in British Columbia, and vice versa, if you lose up there. So we really, as a region, we are standing up against the forces of big oil and big coal, and both our federal governments are trying to ram this through. And, and the reason why I think we can win is because it's, a, it's not just an environmental issue. It's not just a land rights issue. It's an economic issue. What happens to Vancouver's economy? if there's an oil spill? What happens to all the, the Gulf Islands? What happens to Seattle's economy if there's an oil spill, if a pipeline bursts in a river, if it bursts going across the Fraser? What happens if the oil train derails in the Columbia? And, and I raise the question, why is Alberta's economy more important than British Columbia's? Why is British Columbia being made a sacrifice zone for Alberta? And in the United States, why are Washington and Oregon being made a sacrifice zone for North Dakota? And that, this is actually the most hopeful thing to me in the environmental movement, that we're pairing environmental issues with economic issues. And local economy, when local economies are threatened, enough people will gather together that we can fight and we can win. And I'm hoping that we'll all be successful in the Salish Sea. Thank you again for being with us this evening. Thanks, Sylvia. When you hear the great horn sound The big steel wheels grinding The three lights bearing down When a sound that once seemed friendly Now is tearing at your heart There's no backing down Sometimes the people stand up for a reason When you see the long train coming And it's coming to your town And it's carrying the poison In a hundred thousand cars and you hear your daughter 
We've come to the end of our show, Latin Waves. Latin Waves is an internationally syndicated weekly program made available through campus and community stations and available out to the world at www.latinwavesmedia.com.